Welcome back to the Divine Hour. I'm beloved. And I'm Boogie B. <laughs> we got a couple of topics for y'all today. One of our topics, well, one of our topics, our only topic really, is how did we make it so long? How did we make it so long? Uh, what I want to say is. The, quick, the real question is how long we've been together first. We've been together for 11 years. We've been learning each other for 13 years. Man, it's a process. Yeah. Married for a full year. Yeah, we just had our first anniversary. Woo-hoo. Now that's a celebration right there, <laughs> I'm trying to tell you. First, first anniversary, uh, July the 10th. Made it a whole year. Yep. I mean, it's a blessing, a blessing. It's a true blessing to be able to say you made it through your first year of marriage without no real bumps, and it was natural. Yeah, because everybody say first year marriage is the hardest. We didn't experience that, though. Yeah. Do you think the 13 years of learning each other has something to do with that, though? Yeah, I think, honestly, I think the the part that people go through was the part that we had before we had made the decision of saying I do. Okay. So, you know, normally I've heard this old saying that it takes at least 10 years to learn somebody. Really? I ain't heard that one. Yeah, I heard that. So do you do you feel like you know me? I feel like I learned a lot because I think the what I what I think and what I've grown to learn was you gotta you gotta learn each other in every season. When you mad, when you happy, when you sad, and then I think that's where you start really feeling like you fulfilled that. That's our dog shadow in the background. <laughs> yeah, um, I feel like I know you at this moment. <laughs> I feel like as human beings we always evolving you know what i'm saying yeah so like i don't expect you to be the same person you are today next year exactly and you shouldn't expect me to be the same person i am today next year a person who think the same way they think 10 years ago is a person who lost 10 years of life that's true you gotta change yeah okay so let's get down to the nitty-gritty of it how did we make it so long? <laughs> you gotta know a little, a little just of the story. Um, I met her in the same neighborhood. I met my wife in the same neighborhood that I lived in. Y'all can check out the first episode of our introduction, exactly, or how we met and stuff like that. Yeah, that's in that episode. Yeah, we're just we, gonna give y'all the clip notes version now, but yeah. check out that episode for the full version. Yeah. And you know, she she always has been attractive to me. Ooh. Especially when I first seen her. Thank you. And from that moment on, I think it was more of a chase than anything, you know, just trying to get some type of contact from her because I liked her a lot. Oh, you like me? <laughs> I like you too. Yes. I think I think one of the main things you gotta develop 
um, it's chemistry, you know, and that comes over time. It takes time to develop chemistry. So you don't think we had chemistry in the beginning? I always thought we had chemistry. We or oh, we had lust. Yeah, <laughs> we had lust. I I I, I, I wouldn't want to call it lust because I've never heard of lust without having intercourse. You know, we 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 was we was. Spending a lot of time together, but we weren't doing anything. We did. We used to chill to learn each other, to learn chemistry. Okay. Period. Yeah. To to learn how to have chemistry, but that whole that first year was like a real field stage. We was going out to the movies. Our first date, which was Georgetown, uh, we was chilling with each other. Yeah. A lot of phone conversations. It was a lot of filling out that year. And yeah. I think when things start changing and going to a different level and a different phase was when we started to start having sex, you know? Okay. Do you remember that feeling of how it was before we had sex to the moment that we that we did? Yeah. I mean, especially for me. Yeah. Because it was my first time. Yeah. So, of course, it was a big difference. Yeah. But I didn't know it was that much of a difference for you. How so was it a difference for you? Um, what did you notice? What did you feel I, like? What was I became changing a about woman. You? Oh, <laughs> I'm, I'm a, a lady. I'm a lady. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Um, I think, yeah. I I could honestly say now I'm doing grown up things. Yes. I walk a little different. I talk a little different. Okay. I think every female goes through that, depending on how their first time was. Yeah. And I don't have any regrets of my first time. So it definitely was like my peak. And then not too long after that was when we had gotten pregnant. Yeah. So like my milestones or my time in between, uh, what they call it? young adulthood and becoming an adult were like minimum it was it was very close together so i mean it that's why it was different for me okay i mean a lot of different hormones are changing you're going through things you're trying to understand your body yeah but that's all okay in a nutshell yeah in a nutshell. but definitely i always felt that we had chemistry even when we before the yeah. sex, after the sex, I always felt like, and maybe because we were friends, yeah. like we understood. I was friends on y'all. She had me on the sideline for a whole year, a whole year. Hey, it was two years. But I, I really, it made me really. Now that I look at it more, it made me have a more deeper respect. I flash back a lot of times towards a lot of decisions we made in our relationship, and I didn't meet nobody that made me want to think before I jumped into making a commitment like that, you know? Everything was fast. So, I mean, now it's like my respect level is real deep for her, you know, the deepest woman besides my mother, at least. That I ever had. I think people take relationships lightly, even friendships. I, I don't think people understand. True, I think people don't even know how to be for. friends. Yeah, yeah, they they don't. They yeah. don't. And everybody have their own different definition of what a friend is. Yeah, that's 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 the biggest thing. You might think 
You A1. You the best <laughs> friend in the world. But to them, they probably be like, man, this is sucker. I'm a user, you know? Yeah. Yeah, so. Yeah, you got to watch who you decide to give yourself to in any way. Yeah. Whether it's friends or intimacy, any type of way, emotionally, physically, spiritually, you got to be careful who you about to give yourself to. Yeah. I remember... I remember that feeling of, of uh, how it felt now or how I wanted to think about it. I, I just remember always saying to myself, um, she made me understand how to respect the connection, you know? Like, I didn't understand the, the, the seriousness of respecting the connection because of my environment, you know? I wouldn't want to say my upbringing because my parents did a good job raising me, but... I didn't have uh, like a male leader. I didn't know what it took. My wife had a foundation as far as what it took to have a relationship with a female platonic, you know, a platonic relationship. And that ain't something that I learned from someone else. So it's funny that you said your environment didn't show you that, but I didn't have that in my environment either. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't know how to interact. It, I these are standards do. that I created for myself, though. Yeah. I have always been, not always, I've been in tune with my feelings and my emotions for a long time, yeah. well before my age. Yeah. And I knew what I wanted, what I didn't want, what I would tolerate, and what I won't tolerate. Yeah. But I also know how society treat things. You know what I'm saying? So I didn't want to become a part of that statistic. Like yeah. I don't you don't have to deal with that, Brittany, just because somebody else is dealing with that. Yeah. Or this is all this person has to offer. I've always believed if somebody wants it, they'll work for it. Yeah. I've always believed that. Yeah. And so that's 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 dope, like the society or the the era I was in, that's not common, you know? It's not it's not it's not common to have that that level of respect for yourself. I th I felt like we was more so wigging relationship. I didn't I honestly as a as a young male, I didn't know how to honestly approach a female to let them know I was attracted to them, let alone the woman that ended up being my wife. I didn't truly know how to approach it. I did have a tad bit of confidence. I feel like I was a little bit overconfident. And you know? I think you did good. Yeah, thanks. I think you did really well. Thanks. Was, um, especially with like keeping my attention after you got it. Yeah, you did really well. Yeah, thank you. It wasn't it wasn't a task that you could really underestimate. You had to really put the the full effort in. We spent a lot of time before we crossed that boundary. A lot yeah. of time. I'm talking about. MySpace days, like <laughs> it been a long time coming. <laughs> we had spent time together, and I hope everybody know that. I hope every young dude coming from the projects know that, man. It take time to really learn a person, and then we ain't even going to the dynamics of actually living together. You know? Oh yeah. A lot of people don't make it through these. Levels, it's so many different levels, and that's the saying I did here. You don't know a person until you, you live, live with them. them. Yep, yep. <laughs> until you live with them. Yep, I heard that one too. 
Because spending the night is very different from living with a person. Yeah. And then living with a person and being in a oh just being roommates is different. Living with a person being in a relationship is different. Living with a person and being married is different. Yeah. We we like I said we was intertwined for a while and just trying to really. Fill each other out and figure out which way we wanted to go with it. And I think, you know, she was she was she was in school. <laughs> you know, she was she was in school, she was in college and you know, I started feeling feeling a little lonely. Oh, um, you missed me. Yeah. I felt a little lonely and I stayed reaching out to her. One of my moments that I always remember. At this time I was planning a Google band. Uh called Renegade and she was down at college and there was about to be a big snowstorm that was supposed to happen and she was supposed to be snowed in and I said I told her I was going to come and get her after my show keep in mind our shows used to be over like 2 a.m. yeah yeah and that, that was, day we played at the DC tunnel that day that was my school was about what two and a half two hours away no two, two hours, hours away and man, I was under the influence too. After that, so <laughs> two hours, man. Hey, but look, you don't know this. I'm gonna tell you. When he said he was coming, right, y'all? I just knew he wasn't coming. <laughs> I was like, it's about to start snowing. Yeah. I'm not even gonna fall for it. Literally, when you told me you was like 20 minutes away, was when I got ready. Yeah, it's I was still in bed, and he. You don't know this. I'm just now telling you, you this. You counted me out. You counted me out. You was drinking. You had a show. You know how you are after your shows. Yeah. But I, I, I kept my mind saying, you know, my mind, I kept saying to my, myself, all right, I got to take this trip. You know what I'm saying? But it wasn't some. It wasn't like you said you was going to do it and I thought you was lying. It yeah. was like, I might come get you. I don't know. It wasn't for sure. And then you said it in a way like you was playing. I was Because I think uh, your other band members were around you. And it was like, man, I'm about to take this trip. I'm like, where you going? <laughs> and he was like, I'm about to come get you. And I'm like, yeah. he is not about to ride down here to get me. I'm stuck at school in the snow. Yeah. And I took, I took that ride. You did. I was, I was blasted. I can't lie. I took that ride. And I don't even remember what car I drove out there. You remember? The Passat. You had a white Passat. Oh, I drove the Passat out there. And I hit the road. I didn't have, I didn't, I didn't let nothing into my mind as far as, you know, when I want to do something, I don't like letting doubt into my mind. I just, I don't like to think about the what ifs. I just want to be a hundred percent. And I knew I was going to go. And I told I told him I was gonna go as soon as we got off the stage. So I got off the stage, I jumped in the car, and I shot out. And then there. that's another reason I thought you really wasn't coming because knowing after the show y'all talk yeah. for hours, man. Like yeah. I just was like, he is Yeah. He is, he is not coming. Yeah. Yeah, because normally after y'all shows, y'all be talking. I said, he ain't coming. 
I was trying to hold off so long with how long, you know, how, how long we was going to talk that night because I told them I had to hit it. And I let them do the talking. I was like, man, I'm gone. I was kind of surprised that I took the trip by myself. I, not as far as me going by myself, but I was surprised that somebody didn't want to go with me out the group because, you oh, know, yeah. they, they was going to go down there and probably you know, meet a friend or something. No, no. It no. was late, though. Not at 2, 3, 4 in the morning. morning. Hey. You know what they say? Oh, if they open them type of times, it's late. I didn't have any of those friends. Yeah, facts. I didn't have any of those. Yeah. So, I think what also played a part in us making this far is communication. Yeah. If we never do nothing, we talked. Yeah. We talk a lot. When it's open, it, it, go, it touches a lot of heights. Because when you, when you could... Say what you want to say and communicate, and it helps you keep moving forward. And feel safe when you say it. Yeah. Secure. Yeah. You want, most definitely want to be secure when you have these topics, Have when you when you talking and be around each other. Because if you hold it in, it's an explosion waiting to come out. But whether you got a comfortable, a comfortable feel for both, for each other... Then you can go to heights never reached before. Yeah. But it's, you just got to be able to be willing to keep it open. Yeah. Because when you shut off and you, oh, I don't want to talk to her or well, I don't want to talk to her. Close-minded. Yeah. Like, it's only my way. Yeah. It can't be no other way. You, need, you most definitely need to be open enough to have a two-way street and not put each other on eggshells. I mean... The eggshells is is serious. That's a long phase, a long drawn out phase. If you, to me, it's, it's, it could be a part of your process. But if you got a shop mind and you understand what you're doing to one another, you can skip that phase of having each other on eggshells where y'all could dialogue and talk. And you know what what's commonly misconstrued is arguments. When you have arguments. It's misconstrued as not having communication, but what happens during arguments is boundaries. Yeah. Yeah, and the reason why arguments and boundaries happen is because a feeling that you get when you go certain places in an argument that you don't want to go back to. Yeah, it's like a trigger. We, we all fake like we ain't hear it. We tough. Yeah. You know, we walking through the rest of our day. Like, man, that ain't about nothing we said we had to say. But somewhere during the day, you think about everything you said the day before. And you just got to be... Cognizant. Yeah, of that other person's feelings. And not that don't mean hide how you feel. Be respectful of how you deliver. There you go. Because sometimes it, it go is. too far. It go, it go to levels... You don't want to touch, yeah. It ain't gotta go that far. Yeah. <laughs> it don't have, you could have said it differently and a person would have accepted it coming a whole nother way. But then the whole time you 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 wasted time and you lost a part of y'all by how how y'all went about it, how far y'all went. You know, that's a that's a commonly underestimated situation when you when you when you take it that far what it does to you. Yeah, that goes into compromising too, though, because the same way that I would speak to somebody on the street can't be the same way I'm going to speak to my significant other. 
Yes. You can't. I, I don't have them type of boundaries. Yes. I mean, yes, as a human being, as a, a mature adult, I have levels that I won't allow a stranger to... It. And with boundaries come compromising. Yeah. You know? So, you just... Like I said, I won't... It's certain levels that I just won't be taken to from a stranger or family members. You you just got different levels for everybody. And I will say my level with my significant other is probably the most sensitive one. You know what I'm saying? Because there are just things that I don't want to hear. You know what I'm saying? That I can't accept if you say it a certain type of way. So I should be able to give that same back to you you know what i'm saying yeah whether you're sensitive to it or not you treat people the way you, you want to be, be treated. treated and then if your partner is more sensitive than that then that's when you compromise and with fair with fair moments like that is where we start saying things and start noticing things um we went we went through counseling to understand that moment that was happening because we started noticing that we weren't going as low in arguments as we were before. Yeah. We started saying to ourselves, dang, I mean, we developed boundaries without even developing boundaries. That's funny you said that because I remember like our very first few sessions in therapy and she would say, y'all have to respect each other. And I'm looking at her like... Man, if he hit below the belt, I'm going to hit below the belt. I'm going even lower. I'm tired of this. I, I remember being there. And no, we never had a conversation on how far to go. It just, it registered. I know this person. That's he true. know me. That's true. So I know I can't say that to him. Or there are times where I know, I didn't think it would be taken that way. But I noticed your vibe is different. So I have to ask, did I make you feel some type of way? That wasn't my intentions. I apologize. What I was trying to say was... Yeah. Th that's when that moment come in. More clarification. Yeah. Yeah. Because you ain't nothing like going to bed off an argument and waking up with your body hurting because you exhausted your insides. You didn't... Your energy. Yeah. A everything. lot of energy goes into fighting someone you love verbally emotionally physically like that's a lot and then you gotta go and bounce back to you gotta go to your job you gotta go to work with that fella you have that's a lot just really try to keep it together that that's that's the hardest part like Yo. Yeah, the, the the relationship could hit a, a hard, rough patch with those arguments. Waking up the next day, the feeling you have with your body aching, having the pressures of dealing your, with your tasks that you have to deal with at work. But but what what really started to take place, you start thinking about things you said and what was said to you. And a little bit more consideration start coming. The temper start dying down. And then it's sitting in your head. And you say to yourself whether you want to deal with that. Again, that feeling of what was said to you. 
or what was true or what wasn't true that was said to you or what you said. Do you think we would have made it this far? Or do you think we would have understood that without therapy? Those boundaries. Because I don't feel we would have. I think we were getting worse. Yeah. I liked it. I liked it, the therapy aspect because I felt like it's some stuff that because I might have said it, you wasn't willing to hear it. I feel like I feel like the therapist I need I needed somebody else who was what word would I use for that? A person like a mediator? Yeah. A non biased Yeah, a non biased mediator. I didn't want I So you feel like you knew boundaries should have been set before therapy? When it I, came to like things that we would say? Yeah, like I really? felt, Yeah, I felt like I felt like it was it was boundaries that we needed, but I didn't think we could develop them on our own. Yeah. And, and I didn't even know it was needed. Yeah, and I felt like it was some people who were who were involved who couldn't help us. They didn't have boundaries. So <laughs> how they was gonna help us. So I just wanted somebody non biased and a little bit more professional. And could listen, could listen to both of us talk, and and say to and decipher what we was at and what it and was going to take. Let me tell take. y'all, our therapist was always on his side. <laughs> it's I like mean, nah. I I remember the moment because when she when when she initially came to me about going to a therapist, I'm being typical, uh, you know, typical black person, you know, saying to myself that I didn't want to go. What is that going to do? It's wasted time. I mean, it's so many things that I said out of my mouth that I say that I look, look back at now and say, man, it was one of my best moments. I, you know, I don't want to speak for you by yourself, but I, I'm, I'm glad that we did it. You know, it was no. I honestly, I tell everybody, uh, therapy is the reason we're married. Yeah, I honestly believe that. It's a, a necessary experience. And I used to. Be like, why do people go to like marriage counseling? And and let us say this, that wasn't marriage counseling that we went to. Nope. We did therapy on our own. And it's crazy because when I initiated it or I brought it up to you, I didn't bring it up to you because I thought I had issues. Yeah. I brought it up because we had issues and I thought you had issues. Yes. And we went in there and literally... I want to say the first seven months of our therapy sessions were about me individually. Yeah. And I went in there. So it was a huge reality check for me. Yeah. It was a get off of your throne. <laughs> I was proud. I was proud of it because I remember we was talking. And I think you were in that, that space where you were just tired of everything. And you were saying, man. You had went into the mode of whether you wanted to go to therapy or not, but by this time, it was so much that went on that yeah, I felt I like as much fight. Yeah, and it was so much that was going on that I felt like I couldn't, I couldn't balance it out. I couldn't balance it out towards the point you see what I'm saying. So that's why I volunteered it at that point. I was like, the next time she talked about doing it, I say I'm gonna talk about doing it, and when she talk about doing it, I'm gonna agree. You know, one way or another, however it happens. And you was, shocked me. Yeah, yeah. And I was talking about doing it because I just, like I said, I wanted her to go in there and I want her to hear other things. And 
she absorbed it real well. I was so surprised. Of course, we was in there, and it was a little bit of uncomfortableness because this is something we never done. Especially with in the beginning, yeah, yeah. It was, it was. We had to get uncomfortable to become comfortable. There you go. And it was a needed moment. Yeah, it was a long moment, but it was needed. Yeah, and I found us after the sessions still battling, still going at it with each other, <laughs> and she was questioning me towards the point of. You know, could we talk without the counselor? I was like, nah, because <laughs> she really building what's happening with this foundation. No, you was trying to become dependent on the counselor, and I didn't want that. I didn't want us to become dependent on our therapist due to... I didn't want it to be long-term. I just wanted us to get what we needed because we were paying out of pocket. So I wanted us to get what we needed and use it. Yeah, yeah. I but I like I felt like the main reason why I, why I accepted to go was because I wanted to be able to talk as open as I wanted to talk without having to battle to talk. You know, like we would like she's a battler. No, my, I'm not. My wife is a Taurus, a, a strong Taurus woman, and I love. I that. don't battle. She is a battler. I'm like, a open. Like dialogue person. Yeah, she can she can have open dialogue, but she is what should I say? I don't want to say intense. She's, I'm passionate. She's passionate and direct, and she knows how to get what she wants within the conversations. Like she can hit her points of how she feel real well. Whereas it, when, when a conversation start like that all the time, I ain't prepared. I'm on my back foot <laughs> trying to give her everything she needs. So I wanted somebody to tell her, hold up, let him go. You know what I'm saying? Let him go and make her have to hear what I'm saying as opposed to her pressing her point only, you know? And like I said, she was so receptive and our direction had changed without us even knowing, you know? The, yeah. the love stopped flowing all over uh, again. Well, I will say when we went, we had, we loved each other. But we wasn't liking each other. There we, there you go. And then I, I learned that sometimes love isn't enough. You gotta like the person you with. You gotta, you gotta have that. And then throughout therapy, I started to like him. I did. Yes, and I remember a point in time she said she didn't like me. You know, I didn't. Yeah, and that's 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 tough. And the reason why I say it's tough because you, you don't know, you don't know. It was words that she used to say to me that I didn't understand. I'm gonna give you one right now. Do you know the person? Do you know the difference between someone when you're in love with somebody and when you love somebody? Mm -hmm. And I was really like, "What are you talking about? It's the same <laughs> thing, you know." Like I didn't know. She intrigued me in another different way. And I wrote down uh, a chat when I was at work. Um, it's a saying. It's my personal saying. I like to focus more on my own saying. My own sayings more and more. Because you know, I want to show my vernacular, my brain. And I hope I remember it verbatim. Because I don't have it written down. But what I want to say, say was. It was. She. I've had a lot of women. A lot of, a lot of females in my day. Who 
threw roses at my feet and loved and worshipped me. But I only had one woman that spoke to the God in me. Oh. So I wrote that down yes, when I was Kate. at work. Yeah. And that was, to, that's and that was beautiful. today. That was today where I was at work. And I think that's important. We as men, we used to certain things for females. And I think it's, the, it's that era where it's time to return it. And it's time for us to both give it to each other. Yeah. You know, and stop, stop letting people tell you or dictate to you what you already feeling. Yeah. You feel it, but oh, because I'm with him. Oh yeah, but oh, I'm <laughs> tough. I'm tough. I can't let it be low. Nah, I remember my brother, uh, my late brother Brian Kelly, rest his soul, saying it to me. He said, "Who you gonna be vulnerable for? You know, are you gonna be vulnerable? You gonna be vulnerable for your niggas? You gonna be vulnerable yeah. for men? Nah, you vulnerable for a woman. Mm-hmm. You supposed to be with her. You ain't supposed to be." trying to be vulnerable for men and yeah. I and I always kept that with me that was something that I always had and he always submitted in me you know as we had millions of conversations yeah, yeah. you talk about me being a Taurus but you a Leo yeah oh yeah I mean, never, uh, it's tough you are very strong minded it's tough strong willed I can say that I can admit <laughs> it I'm, I'm a so for you to be vulnerable and share the things that you have shared with me and the ways that you have shared them with me is definitely amazing. It took it took a it took you know what take you know what what takes a what takes a lot to get here. It's the it's the after effects after the battles you have. Mm-hmm. Like you remember a point in time where. We wasn't making contact with each other as much as we were before. Mm-hmm. Like before, it was fluid. You know, we have, we 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 up under each other. We lay with each other. We kissing. We hugging. But but when we had those battles and a lot of miscommunication over top of our head, we weren't there. You was like saying the same thing I was saying. Why isn't it flowing naturally? Period. Yeah. And I and I felt that feeling too. I felt that feeling too with her battles. Like I wanted to, I wanted to flow naturally, but I couldn't because I still got the torment of the grueling battles we had before. I want to give in and I want to be vulnerable to her, but the stuff that we said is is still kicking up in my head. So, you know, and and, and it was time she may have denied me from something I want from her. So now I can't go there because I'm saying to myself. I don't want feel that rejection. Yeah, yeah, that rejection is me, man. That that was a main phase, and it took me a while to get out of that because it's always there when you when you love a person and they don't want and they got a different type of boundaries based on what you said to them. That that hurts you. You know, you can't. You wanna you wanna say, "Dang, I love you," or you wanna touch them, you wanna catch them. But they telling you, hold up, what you doing? Because they over defense off of stuff you already said and did. That's a that's a tough phase. And I just want everybody to know it's okay. Phases is a part of relationships. Yeah. You gotta know you gotta learn each other every season, man. Every season. Yeah. I think um we had spent a year separated. And I think 
that also played a big part in us making it this far because we allowed each other to grow individually it, it was separate and it may have the reason for it may have been harsh or it may have we may have went those ways when we didn't want to but we had to yeah and the fact that we were able to do it the and way come we did back, it, yeah and it's about it's about love it's about figuring out the reason why you did that it, it wasn't yeah. for balance intents yeah it, it wasn't even to get back together we just knew it wasn't right at that moment yeah, whatever happened happened yeah and i remember uh you saying to me you wasn't saying it to me about our relationship you said it to me about a situation i was going through at the time when we were separated and you had said i said things will never be the same and you said it's not supposed to it could be better yeah and that alone was just that's how i would describe what we are going through yeah where we are today yeah out after we took that year apart us getting back together isn't the way that it was before exactly it's better nowhere in there nowhere in there and i remember the moment when i was saying it besides the the, the intermediate stuff with our children we was taking our, our Christmas pictures and I, you know like family I said portraits. yeah our family portrait and like I said that moment when I was like unsure I didn't know whether we was going to take separate pictures if it was just going to be me and the kids her and the kids and things like that and she asked me would I do the picture with her Mm-hmm. And I swear, this is exactly. I feel like it was like a movie. Like I remember the the uh, photographer asking us to kiss for the picture, you know, to stand this way and to kiss. And I did it, and I say the light in her eyes that like like a light that let me feel like we could walk and do it again. I oh. I, I I that was my moment right there where I felt like I said I. I, I want this, you know. I, I want. I want to make this work. That was my moment, like, and I didn't think it was gonna happen like that. Cause you taking pictures. A lot of people take pictures separate. It was always. It was just always there. I was looking. I was sad. How attractive she looked all over again. We keep in mind this was during our hiatus, our our break. You know, I was looking and saying, "Dang, she looking good." You know, like. <laughs> And it was really like a do not touch zone, you know, like yeah, yeah. So, you know, when we when we had that moment, I really, I really felt it. I felt like I was like, yeah, I want to do this again. You know, I, I, I don't know what's what's stopping it from going to the level that we both want to really go. Besides egos and who we are separately, you know, relationships. It's about being selfless. Gotta patient. Yeah. And patient. I didn't have any of that oh, when man. I first met. That's a yeah. starter pistol right there, man. <laughs> she don't even wait. She don't even wait. I, I never understood that. Like, I have zero she patience. Slapped at 0.5. I have a lot of patience now. She is. But then I didn't have any patience. Yeah. Any, any. Um, my father used to say, uh, you move like the world revolves around you because I move so slow. Remember, I said that you in said, the living room, yes, too. Yes, you have Nobody said Nobody never that. told me that your father said that, he though. He said That's that. That's crazy. When I was younger, I used to 
I always move slow, and now Jay moves so slow. Oh, it burned me up. It makes me mad, yeah. but I understand. Yeah, if anybody should understand, <laughs> it should be you. I understand. It's it's just for me, even as an adult, I'm not rushing to do nothing. Yeah, nothing. You was the first person I said that. You was the first person that said. If it was, if it's an emergency, it's still gonna, it's be, still a, gonna, gonna be, be an emergency when I'm done. When I, I, I get there, I love to react like so as I get it, and I love, I love what works for her, and I and I also try to respect it. I'm just a, we different, and, yeah. and that's what compliments us. That's what make us come together being different. If An we, example is the phone. So I put my phone on silent at night, and you don't. And I always ask you why you. Why you don't put your phone on silent? And it's because you said it could be an emergency. Yeah. I said, you're not a doctor. Yeah. You know, you're not EMT. You're yeah. not a police officer. It's nothing that you can do in that moment, yeah. I feel, yeah. that will make it any less of an emergency. It makes, what you say, make perfect sense. Because think about it. If it's an emergency, nine times out of ten, it's probably bad. So if it's bad and you woke me up out of my sleep, When's the next time I'm going to go to sleep? After the birth she had it. Even after that, sometimes your anxiety is so high. Like, everybody emotions. You, you're trying to do whatever it is you need to do to get this thing under control. And even after that, your adrenaline still, like, flowing. So, sometimes you don't sleep for a few days. God forbid is death. God forbid is, like, almost the end for somebody. Yeah. Your loved one. Yeah. And you woke me up out of my sleep. I probably won't sleep good like this, peacefully like this, for God knows how long. Man. And I never At least let me finish this. Yeah. I never seen it the way because stuff always happened in my life in the wee hours at night. Mine too. Like my, my like my sister called me one time. Mm-hmm. It's probably what, three in the morning? Oh, the car accident. Yeah, exactly. Okay. She called me and said, Nathan, I'm in the middle of the road. I jumped up like, where you at? Where you at? Well, Sula Parkway. Yeah. And I was like, dang, man, I shot out there, you know? That was nine years ago. Yeah. Nine years ago, my phone wasn't on silent. Okay. Okay. When did you start your silent mode? Maybe about seven years ago. Okay. <laughs> So I know, I'm not going to lie. I probably always kept my phone on silent at night. Because I feel this way, Nate. Yeah. I do. I yeah. do. And it's not that I don't want to be there for my family. It's just I'm always the one. Yeah. I want to be the two and the three sometime. Can you make me the fifth? <laughs> <laughs> How do I get to the back of the bus? I think that's Can a, you put me in the back of the lineup? I think that's a... Uh, a whole other podcast? It could be, but okay. I feel like oh, episode, whole another. It could be another episode, but I feel like stuff like that. You gotta lay down that you ain't willing to do that. And it, the best it. way for Britney to do that is not to have her phone. And I respect it. I've been on. I've been in places where I can't say no. I've been in. I've been not in for places. the ones you love. Yeah, and, and nine times out of ten. That's the reason they called you. Yeah, because they that's know the, you're going to come they through. They know you're the one that's going to come man, through. They used to say to me, man, Superman, what you going to do about this situation? And I just kept... Hey. I, it's just a warrior. I, mean, I want a battle to make sure 
things happen. I want to see you shine. I want not, not even. It's, it's I care really about too, me. baby. I understand. Yeah. I, I, I care just as much as you do. Yeah. But let me care when I wake up, okay? Exactly. I promise I'm gonna get right back to you. Yeah. If it's an emergency, it's still gonna be an emergency when Brittany wake up because nine times out of ten, nobody handled it the way that I was gonna handle it. Yeah. I wish somebody would though. Yeah. I want to give somebody a chance. Yeah. Call somebody else. Yes. And I'm okay with that. Don't worry about it. Such and such handed it. Oh, thank you, Jesus. I might send them some flowers at this point. <laughs> Shoot. For real. Yeah. So, patience. I it take a lot of patience in relationships. Because it's always a battle. Man, and there's no days off. It's always a battle. You got to understand that part of a relationship, a marriage, uh, your boyfriend, girlfriend, it's always a battle. Even friendships. Yeah, it's always a battle. You may not want to hear. And just remember, you got to pick and choose which battles to fight. Some battles, you just got to say, hey, that's for the Lord. You know, you just got to throw it up there. It ain't my battle. Man, or mothers. <laughs> yeah, you got you to gotta <laughs> leave it there sometimes because you don't want to lick pick and battle every single thing and then it just all busts in your tiresome. face yeah it yeah. becomes tiresome i don't know how people have the energy to fight about everything yeah everything life too short to be petty like that it's just no way no way yeah. that you should have that much energy yeah life is way too short i will say the other thing that helped this is my last thing okay cool um our kids. Oh man, you 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 hate to have your kids be in the midst of your trauma. You know your your drama. I say trauma, but it's trauma to them. But it's drama, drama for us. us yeah. You know. I will say, um, as my kids' father, I knew that if I was going to give my all to somebody. Whether it worked or not, I wanted it to be my kid's father. They deserved a happy family. And if it didn't work, I wanted to one day be able to tell them it didn't work and mean them words. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I I didn't want to say, oh, look, I wasn't feeling it that day. And it just went its own. I didn't think that was fair to them. Kids aren't asked to be here. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. They, They... they didn't ask to be here. Exactly. So you, you got to, at some point, you got to make sacrifices. There you go. You have to. Because it's a bigger picture. You'll, you'll know the pain of the division you have until your kids start crying at night saying they want to have a parent. Yeah. That's a pain that never leave you. Yeah. I was watching an interview with Frank Abagnale. And he if you don't know who that is, that's the guy... Who Leonardo, Leonardo DiCaprio played off of Catch Me If You Can. And he said the drama that he had was when he was in court and his mother and his father were separated. And when they and when they separated, they asked him, who do you want to go with? And he ran out of the courtroom and he never seen his father again until his father was dead. Until they called him and they told him, that your father fell off the track and hit his head. Moments like that make me, make me now understand more so 
the effect of parenting and being there for your kids. Yeah, every moment. It's not about you no more. Yeah. It's not about you no more. It's not really about what you want, what you need. You got to put them first. Now, if it just truly doesn't work for the betterment of anybody in the situation, you have to remove yourself from that toxic. Yeah. Because then it does affect them in a negative way. Yeah. And then you you have to be mindful that when you part ways, when y'all part ways, the kids are affected by that, whether yeah. it's good or bad. Yeah. It's an adjustment for all parties involved, and they play a big part in it. Yeah, they gonna let you know. One yeah, thing they I, feed o- off I your always energy. believe that they talk with their kids, and they let you know the direction you chose, yeah. good or bad. They gonna let you know, yeah. Yeah. and expose uh, certain parameters that you didn't think about. You think, oh, it's all good, but I don't need hurt. I don't need help. I'm over here. I'm I'm doing me. I'm chilling. You know, it's better off this way. So that's a mindset I never had yeah. as a woman. I knew our kids needed a father. Yeah. Whether we were together or not. Yeah. They need a father. So I could never tarnish you as a father. Yeah. It's not my job to tarnish you as a father. You their father. You ain't my father. Yeah. Yeah. If they feel that you ain't do the best job you could have done, that's going to be up for them to say. They going to tell you. I don't have to tell you you this, you that. I'm not that's out of place. Out of place. Out of place. Out of place. Yeah. They going to tell you. It may not be now, it may not be next week, but when they get of age to form that opinion, best believe you going to hear about it. You got to be ready to take it. Yeah, so I do my best. Yeah, I never, I never let that moment into my head about the parenting aspect. But when I started feeling the challenge of the relationship aspect, I kind of thought I was very smooth. But I didn't, I didn't get to that. Let me say this: I feel like I didn't know my wife. I didn't know my wife to give her everything that she needed and more. But when I stopped being selfish and stopped being selfless, I stopped paying attention to everything. Like she used to, she said this to me, and it's funny. I just said it in a Dion Sanders interview where he was on I Am Athlete. He said she said this to me. She said what to me one day. She said I asked you how was your day. And you didn't even ask me how I was mine. She said this to me. And in the interview, he said, she going to tell you what she was. She going to ask you how was your day. And, 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 you, and you better ask her how was her day back. But, I, but it was small subtleties that I didn't know. Maybe really grasp her and do a lot better. Was put my ego to the side and being aware that this is the person I love and I want to be with. I had a lot of mountains to climb to get to that point. But when I when I say I'm holding, I'm holding at all times. When I hang out, I don't think of hanging out long hours. I think about how much longer I can hang out before I come back home to my wife and my kids. When I go places, I think about how that bar certain places I go to. Yeah, it's a side of you that want to do certain things. But when you thinking about all y'all as a whole, you start putting things on hold. People say you changing. 
you work so hard to be the same is what hey, I say. Hey, what a shame to stay the same. Yeah. Hey. Tell you, they say people get money, they act funny. Man, you don't know how being in a relationship could grow you up. Because that person who laughs with you every day, she or he get to see your flaws and tell you about your flaws. Can even save your life. Man. Can see your direction. Start saying who, the real you. Yeah. You know, like I sat with my wife plenty of times. I had thousands of conversations. And she had something I didn't even know she had. You know, when I really start sitting and paying attention. And I was like, dang. I think more so my soul chose her than me. Like, the part of me chose for the physical aspect. She was attractive, you know. Very attractive. I really, I really found her intriguing when I say her. But as I start listening to her, and we start having conversations, she had a maturity as a younger woman that I didn't, that I wasn't aware of. And then it went deeper to being able to see things about me that I didn't even notice. I, I had nobody speak like that to me as far as a woman that I was with. I said this to um, a friend of mine. Well, it was. A female friend and a, a male co-worker that we was sitting and talking and the female friend she always was speaking about the negative things that her significant other does and I say you know try to hold that part you know what I'm saying when you speak try to only talk about the positive even if it was one thing out of five other things you know what I'm saying let's, let's try to hold on to that one a little bit more let's avoid the, the bad stuff I said, because if you speak to him in a way that you're speaking to us, you not know better than all the other people that he fighting against when he walk outside. Like you, you playing a role in that too. You got to speak life into your man. Yeah. Just as you would want him to speak life into you. And you come home with situations or you may feel that you doing the best you can. Don't mean he going to perceive it that way. Yeah. I said, just like you sitting here with these issues, you think he ain't got some things that you can improve on? You know it. You got to be fair. And you got to be willing to hear it if you're ready to dish it. Man, some people just don't want to go through that. that The up and downs that go with it. The training <laughs> that me. goes with being in those relationships. Yeah. It ain't always sunflowers, but it ain't always rain either. Yeah. You just got to make sure it's worth it, though. That's it. That's it. And I ain't saying, you know, uh, take all the good and uh, wrap it up in a, a big old sunflower and ignore the bad. No, because when the bad starts getting heavy, heavy, you know, you got to do what's best for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Especially you. Yeah. So... I'm not saying deal with it. I ain't saying you can take a little bit more. That's not. I ain't saying be nobody punching bag or none of that. I'm saying if the good outweigh the bad and it's worth it, fight for it. Yes. Fight. Yes. There's no days off though. And then if for the single people, because we had our single moments. Yep. You know, I got people that say, um, when, right, when I'm going to find the right man, you don't, as a woman, you don't find the right man. 
the right man gonna find you. you as long as you who you wanna attract. There you you, you can't be asking for so much and you don't give a thing. You bring nothing. But Instagram likes. <laughs> you bring nothing to the table. Let me tell you, the, the year that we had a pod was an awakening year. It, it was that year. I always uh, go with these words, and that year was for me was deserve. Like, what do I deserve? At the beginning of that year, I, it was very minimum. My list was real small. By the end of the year. I had loads of things that I deserved because that's what I poured into myself. Yeah. And I knew that's what I was going to give. Yeah. So I wasn't accepting anything less. You got to work on yourself. You got to work on yourself. I did not walk away with intentions of leaving the door crack. I had to close the door so that I can worry about me. So I can be the last one in the room, the only one in the room, and worry about me. And I feel like you know, as women, we kind of forget about ourselves. Yeah. We forget about ourselves. We we worry about a lot of other people. A lot of other people. And if you ain't got nothing to give yourself, how you going to give it to somebody, somebody else? else? Tell it. And that's the truth. Yeah. And you know what? On that note. <laughs> that's the end of the Divine Hour. <laughs> Tune in for the next episode. Give us some ideas too if y'all want us to talk about certain topics. So if y'all like what we had it, just give us a thumbs up. We'll check it out.